Welcome to episode 19 of the Player Yards Right podcast. As always, I'm Sasha with my wonderful co-host, Sarah. Um, I got to tell you, rough weekend for the NFC Beast. You know, we're coming in hot off of last week, feeling good, and this was a harsh crash to reality. Sarah, I know we've had a couple of days for you to kind of calm down on, but, uh, you know, I can tell just before we started recording, you're getting juiced up and getting all angry just thinking about mm-hmm. what happened this weekend. So I totally mm-hmm. feel you. Uh, I'm, I'm yep. here for you. <laughs> I'm, I, I, I'm in the same boat. I get it. Before we touch on that, though, we got to talk Premier League and we got to talk Tottenham. Draw at the North London Derby. Played Arsenal. Huge, huge game this weekend. And we looked incredible. It was a, it ended up being a 2-2 draw, but I got to say Tottenham won the draw. Every team, you know, there's always a winner and a loser in a draw. There's one team that looks better. There's one team, you know, obviously both teams come away with a point, but Tottenham definitely won the tie. So that's our take here. Good camaraderie on the team. Epic vibes. The team's just looking good all around. Everybody's loving each other. It's all kind of like you lose your best guy, new, new manager. Nobody really knows what to expect. Come in again, like I mentioned last week. This is like Yankees Red Sox rivalry, but they only play twice a year. It's a home and away thing. This is like complete vitriol, complete anger in the stadium, and you can just like sense it through the TV. And Tottenham came in our first real test against like a top top tier team, and we completely held our own. We played our style of football. It looked incredible. Uh, both of our goals were also like replicable. Like you know, it's not like a some bullshit touchdown in football or like you know got lucky on like a you know, kind of a kickoff versus like a good drive. Tottenham, to put it in NFL terms, Tottenham's two goals were basically like eat the clock, uh, you know, maybe, you know, like maybe eight, you know, eight to 15 play, 85 yard drives. And both of Arsenal's goals were like freak fumble that like maybe, oh, like I didn't get reviewed. One was a, you know, one was off a handball. One was an own goal from Tottenham. Basically the guy put a super hard cross in the middle and it, it caromed off one of our defenders uh, and in. So this is like, we looked, I think completely better than uh, what's supposed to be a team that's contending for the championship. Um, a draw away in that environment is just completely gigantic. So I am pumped. Fuck Arsenal. And we'll see a home, uh, game against Liverpool this weekend. So another huge litmus test to see what kind of team Tottenham is. Um, how was that? I think I got that under a minute. Does that feel all right? Love it. Love it. Very <laughs> concise. I still haven't gotten into it. I, I said to a patient today, maybe I'm going to get into soccer now. So that was my step yeah. this week. There go. <laughs> <laughs> we're inching our way there. Talking about it to more and more people means we're almost, we're almost there. <laughs> put it out there. Tottenham is the team to root for this year. All time good vibes. There's nothing not to like. Everybody really loves this. We're a super young, up-and-coming team. The coach is just a super likable, big uh, Australian dude, so you get to hear him say mate a lot. So super into that. What's not to like? Um, and then the other breaking just three hours ago as the time before taping this, Dame Lillard, I know, not football, Dame Lillard to the Bucks. I think that is a gigantic trade. That is monumental, just making the East that much better. I mean, the Bucks were basically already title contenders as is. But, uh, you know, what, they gave up Drew Holiday and Nurkic, mm-hmm. or they drew Holiday and uh, Grayson Allen and some picks and were able to get Damian Lillard back. I don't see why you uh, why you don't take that all day. No, I mean, this is a sad Heat fan moment because there was a point towards the end of the year where, you know, that was like the potential talks for next year. Are we getting Damian Lillard? Are we getting Dave? And honestly, I'm not in NBA mode enough to care. 
right now. So good for good for Damien getting out of there. And uh, yeah, I mean, the bucks are very stock going up. I mean, I wish I had jumped on this earlier, you know, a nice little uh, feature on them doing the finals. But I mean, yeah, it's, it's just hard to get myself up for these NBA news, but we got to cover it, bring it to the people and you were on top of this one. I get it. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, he is 33. You know, he hasn't been the healthiest guy in the league, but I think we'll see how it goes. It's going to be exciting. It seems like a guy that can kind of just plug and play will fit right into that system. You know, he's not never been the best defender, but, you know, I think Giannis is good enough to make up for it, to, you know, to plug in an all-star shooter and, you know, guy that can facilitate the way that Lillard does. I think they're going to be super fun to watch. And I also, like, I think they may be the most likable now superstar duo that there is mm-hmm. it's not just like throwing oh yeah these guys nobody cares like i think they both seem pretty genuinely liked by everybody mm-hmm. oh yeah for sure i mean the bucks are just who knows though right like maybe after this year the pendulum swings but for right now they're definitely the most likable talented team in the nba for sure absolutely we'll see so now to the good stuff and i guess mm-hmm. just to put off sarah's misery a little bit more we'll go chronologically um, mm-hmm. my misery, the Giants. I, you know, that's I, you know, as not a Giants fan, as an NFC Beast fan, did you end up watching as all of that game? I, I wouldn't blame you if you didn't. Halftime, halftime was when I called it quits, and it was <laughs> even that I was kind of like, you know, fading in and out at the commercial breaks, like get up and go do something else, like, and I'm not like sprinting back to my couch, you know, at the end of the commercial break to yeah. catch it. I'm like, oh, it's okay if I miss this drive, <laughs> but I mean, as a Giants fan, I feel like what did you what did you expect you know like that that hopefully a a loss is a loss but hopefully that buffers it a little bit like san francisco is clear clearly very early super bowl favor i think in everyone's eyes they're looking dominant in all aspects so i feel like this was just par for the course the giants this week yeah it basically that was kind of you know we are who they thought we were yeah and that was the uh that was kind of my general takeaway i was leaving work going it's like thursday like all right i gotta get pumped for this game and I had almost basically like talked myself into like if we could cover the spread, like that's a win. Um, we couldn't even do that. Um, it's basically just realizing, you know, we're not a good team. Um, I thought we were gonna be able to get a lot better from last year. It's kind of more of the kind of similar to what's going on in uh Minnesota. It's just like a regression to the mean of like these teams that got kind of lucky, ball bounced the right way. And we've had a you know, you start the the the, uh, the season on a pretty tough stretch of games, having to play Dallas, who, you know, up until this week, everybody's like, you know, was also saying Super Bowl contender, Super Bowl contender. I mean, obviously, they're still a great team, great defense. And then having to play the 49ers, who's just like every position they just have like an unbelievable player at. It just seems so rude. I feel like you or I could go out and play quarterback for that team and throw a hundred and throw for 110 yards and like still get mm-hmm. a win. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's just like we're not a good team. Danny went back to just looking, you know, completely sad, dumb, lost yeah. face. But also, like, I can't, I can't blame him. Like, you have to go up against that defense. It's uh, oh. <laughs> on the road on a short week. Like, yeah, it's that's a tough. It's it's a tough place to be. I mean, listen, mm-hmm. I thought the first you know, we traded field goals on the first drive started three three. I was like, this is a huge fucking win. I can't believe we're even we're even here right now. I felt good. I'm like maybe we can maybe we can cover. Maybe we can keep it close. But then it just, you know, they wore us down. And uh, yeah, I don't know how our offense is going to look when we're not facing these amazing defenses, hopefully better, because, you know, having to play, like I mentioned, you know, the Cowboys and then San Francisco. And then as you just ran into, it's like, they think this Cardinals team is not as bad as we all thought. And especially their defense with Gannon, like this new coach, this defensive kind of coach. 
Like they might not be, you know, people were kind of going into the season, be like, this is going to be the worst team in the league, hands down. Like they've been in all of these games. And then, so maybe that, you know, that, uh, that win may be a little more impressive uh, than, than we thought originally, you know, just kind of walked in being like, well, we're going to cross the uh, Cardinals. Um, but, you know, being able to pull out, pull out that win like that may be a little bit more, uh, more impressive than anybody thought mm-hmm. originally after that game. So general takeaways, not a good team. We need Saquon back. We need him to be healthy. Um, I don't feel anywhere near as bad about this loss as I did after that Cowboys one. I mean, of course, obviously this wasn't a close game, but I just felt like we at least put up a little bit of a fight and like we made a few stops and like we made a few passes and a few plays. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just think I really, I really think that the 49ers seem like, the you know, a clear cut favorite to like make it very deep, if not come mm-hmm. out of the NFC. Um, I don't know. Giants, we need some receivers to set up. We need some people to catch the ball. Um, yeah. I also just wanted to see what the team looks like, not facing a, like an incredible defense. So hopefully we'll find that soon enough. Uh, preview next week, Monday on the Seahawks. So again, super long rest, another prime mm-hmm. time game. Um, so it's like everybody just gets to, you know, they're the only game going on at these fucking times. Everybody gets to watch the Giants suck. So that's, uh, mm-hmm. that's fun. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I just have to play the Seahawks on Monday. So it's like, I know I hate losing the Seahawks. We lost the Seahawks last year and it drove me crazy. I'm a firm mm-hmm. Firm believer that Geno Smith sucks. I'm tired of all this bullshit. They're like, Geno Smith's insane arm talent. Oh, my God. Look at this guy. Geno yeah. Smith sucks. I got 10 years of watching Geno Smith on the Jets. He's the backup on the Giants. That guy sucks. And then mm-hmm. all, all I got to thinking, I think it's Pete Carroll is an incredible coach and doesn't get yeah. nearly enough credit. So mm-hmm. people th- like he made pe- think people think Russell Wilson is an elite quarterback. Yeah. And like, clearly that's not the case. (laughs) We're seeing what's going on now. It's like, I don't know why anybody's talking about Geno Smith. Everybody should just be like, gump smacking. Oh yeah. Whatever. Like awkward little running guy. Pete Carroll is an incredible Mm -hmm. coach that can clearly just take these piles of garbage and make them into incredible quarterbacks. So Mm -hmm. I think anytime anybody says something nice about Geno Smith, they need to follow it by something even nicer about Pete Carroll. Be like, I've seen, I watching Geno Smith on the jets for all those years was always one of my favorite things because he was so bad. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> this guy is not like a franchise quarterback of it. Like the, the media is now making him out to be. Pete Carroll is mm-hmm. that good of a coach that he can make Geno Smith look good. Yeah. It's one of those weird scenarios where everyone actually wants him to do well. Like normally that's not the case, but like I feel like people are trying to convince themselves that he's had this revival. Everyone loves a good comeback story. So I guess maybe that's it. Like people are now like, fixating kind of onto this thought that he potentially has revived his career after so many years of being so not even mediocre, but like you said, honestly, quite terrible that I think like all of a sudden everyone's now is like, Hey, he's not maybe as bad as he was. So let's just say this guy somehow miraculously turned himself into elite starting NFL quarterback. And yeah, I think the narrative is being written, but like when you actually boil it down, it's not there. And I think that's a good point. Like, why isn't anyone starting to say that about Pete Carroll now that we're clearly seeing like that r- last year was not a fluke with Russell Wilson. Like he straight up, <laughs> he sucks. He yeah. absolutely sucks. The Broncos, like, I don't even know what you do if you're a Broncos fan, but yeah, I, I'm interested that's not out there. I mean, I think that's a good, strong, like very logical take that we're not hearing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was on the Jets for, what, like four seasons or something and was horrible. And then he was a backup on the Giants, the Chargers, and then the Seahawks when Russell was still So he was a backup for, like, four or five years and then, like, got this, you know, got this two years. So, I, I mean, I definitely think that is true about the narrative. He's kind of like that 
you know, that old dog that was like abused somewhere, like came from Katrina and was like at the, uh, mm -hmm. you know, was at the dog pound. And then it's like laying on like a nice little pillow now. And everybody, you know, the, the dog kind of stinks and like, it's, you know, it's teeth are mm -hmm. kind of fucked up. It's got like, it's kind of mangy, but everybody's like, Oh, like you've been through such a hard life. Like, look at you now, like eating, eating yeah. this, you know, thousand dollar like food that gets mailed to you. It's like, Oh, look at you in your remaining years. But it's like, you know, it's everybody that looks at it, it's like, oh, that's like a cute dog. It's like, well, no, that's not a cute dog. It just bent through yeah. some stuff and we all feel for it. So that mm -hmm. is that is Geno Smith to me. And also hilarious that his name is Eugene. I would never have put that on the top like no. five no. list of names for that guy. So Eugene no. Smith. Yep. Well, I think that's a good review of it. Commanders were up next. If we're continuing with chronological or you know, order here. I don't have too much to say about this game. You know, the Bills, they marched on. Maybe Mike will touch on it later when he's back on. But, yeah, this was a bad one. You know, they narrowly avoided a shutout by kicking that field goal at the very end of the game. I guess my assessment, they're not – the commanders are not good. They're, like, not terrible. Like, they're not bottom of the tier bears, you know. I guess that's really it. Bears bad if that's our yeah. threshold here. <laughs> um, but they they might be bad. Like, I actually, for a while, we were like, hmm, maybe they're, like, you know, a hot team that's going to, like, ruin some people's seasons, you know, finish around 500, maybe just, like, kind of narrowly miss the playoffs like they did last year. I don't, like, think that's the case. Their defense shows flashes of being very good, but then they go and give up, you know, all these points just like they did this past week, which to a good Bills offense, but... Like at one point, people were like, yeah, they're like one of the top defenses in the league. They're, you know, after being on this emotional roller coaster, like where they truly were one of the top defenses in the league to the worst last year. And now I think they're just kind of somewhere in the middle, really. Um, I think everything about them screams like subpar mediocrity <laughs> from there. Really, yeah. that's it. I'm completely with you on that. I mean, look about, I mean, you know, this could be one of those things where, you know, at the end of the season, we're going to be like, Remember that when the commanders were two and oh, and you know, mm -hmm. they're like yeah. three and eight, and they're like, Oh, remember that when we had some hope? But also looking back, mm -hmm. I mean, obviously their win against, you know, they kept it close. It was 20 to 16 against the Cardinals. They were home. Cardinals, like, I mean, that may be an okay win, but I guess I kind of see those teams on like a similar kind of wavelength, no real talent, kind of playing above their weight class at the moment, feeling hot. And then they beat the Broncos, who I think now everybody's realizing suck. So, and then this was their first real, uh, their first real test, but also just looking back, I mean, obviously they have to play the Eagles. Divisional games are always going to be tough. I think maybe except for the Eagles, I can kind of see that, you know, the giants probably splitting with them. Cause that just always seems like how it goes. Other than that, I mean, they get to play the bears, the Falcons, um, the Patriots, Seahawks, you know, they are going to have to play the dolphins later, but then they get to play the jets. And yeah, I think they could end up with a decent record just based on uh, hopefully ease of schedule. I think they will be in some games. Um, you know, their defense should be okay, but you know, obviously 37 to three and then a sad field goal at the end. That's a, that's, that's not a promising good feeling, but the Giants lost 40 to nothing. So who am I? I'm not going to sit here and be like, there's no chance for them. You, uh, you know, right. that, that would just be a uh, hypocritical of me. So who knows? Yeah. I guess, you know, we'll see how they go. I think Sam Howell seems like a fun guy that you know, good defense, like whatever. I, like, I'm happy for him, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's about it. I think facing off against the Eagles this week, can they, can they win this at all? Is there hope? 
I want so badly for the Eagles to be handed a loss. I mean, I know we'll touch on them maybe a little bit later. I really don't even have that, that much to say about their game against the Bucks. I was just like hoping we would see a thriving Baker Mayfield just like out there slinging it, rushing, doing all the Baker stuff, like just to pull this big upset against the Eagles. And we did, we did not get that. No. <laughs> not even close no. um but i don't know is there a weird world in which the commanders can pull this off like I, no i don't know are they a threat are they <laughs> tell me yes it's the <laughs> nfc east there's always a threat there's always the divisional games are always weird it's always it's always a chance you never know what's going to happen um am i gonna like put money on it probably not um especially the eagles are going to be home um yeah. everybody's going to get up for those uh for those divisional games i think it you know i think the eagles are probably still going to come out but i think it'll be closer than expected because you know there's the rivalry people get up for it and people care about it um and people get excited about it so that that's always my division you never know what goes on in divisional games it's always my right. one of my rules for uh you know for picking in survivor pools where it's like yeah just don't pick in division games because you mm-hmm. never know what's going to happen yeah and uh, yeah. speaking of speaking of my uh, my dumb rules and how terrible I am at survivor picks, I took the Cowboys this week because I didn't want to root for them later in the season. And I'm like, you know, who's definitely just going to get me through? That way, I can feel better about this Cowboys win. I don't have to be sad about it. And then 4:30 runs around, rolls around. Cowboys and uh, Cardinals kick off, and you know, I I can only hope that my sadness and disappointment. Uh, does not quite live up to yours. So, Sarah, I'll let you have the floor here. What happened? So, to start off, I also took them in my Survivor Week, and I also advised my brother-in-law to take them in his Survivor Week, where I'm the consult for them. So, bad moves all around here. (laughs) And I I had a weird feeling about it. I alluded to it last week. I did not predict an upset, but I knew this game was going to be closer than the spread and, like, too close for comfort. It just had the vibe of one of those games where it was just going to be ugly. The Cowboys were going to go down early. You're stressing. They somehow pull it out in the end as the Cardinals have been throwing the past two games away. And I've rationalized it a little bit. There were moments on Sunday that I truly thought this podcast was over. I was like, how do I get on and talk about this? But you know, then you're, you're, I mean, I'm sure that was you after week one, right? Like you have a little bit of time. You're like, all right, let the dust settle. The Ravens lost to the Colts. Maybe I'll just like, hope everyone talks about that that sort of thing but uh yeah I think the pendulum swing here from going to be like a too close for comfort ugly win was the multiple injuries that the Cowboys had coming into this I mean they had a patched up terrible offensive line with you know Tyron Smith just standing there stoic on the sidelines like that just pissed me off beyond belief like it's literally like the first drive of the game and he's out I mean it was questionable going into it you're already down center Zach Martin, like your top pro bowler. So your offensive line is falling apart here. And then he's just like on the sideline with his like 9 million robotic arm braces, just like kind of looking like he's pouting. (laughs) And it's just like, we have spent too much time, too much money, too much faith in this man who was a pro bowler, an incredible offensive lineman for many years, but he is just so unreliable now. I don't want to deal with it. To me, the consistency in the offensive line is absolutely everything. Like guys can build their career and it's repetition and just like game time exposure that makes all the difference. So you cannot have someone who is continuously getting injured and, you know, just you're throwing these younger inexperienced guys in as game time decisions. And that is what I think really was the biggest culprit in this game. Obviously, we didn't get to talk about it because it was right after we recorded, but Trayvon Diggs, ACL tear. I mean, that one was a huge blow. 
I think I've been giving him all appropriately deserved praises this year. He's been playing phenomenal. So this one hurt, honestly, even more so. Obviously, secondary injuries are always hard because no one has strong depth in the secondary. So it hurts, um, you know, have your star top-ranked corner for the year so far um, to go out with that injury. So to me, I've rationalized it, and I think that's where things fell apart here was the injuries. And they looked it. They just looked like no one had an idea what's going on. Mike McCarthy was back to looking, like, dumb as heck out there. Like, he just had his full state fair, like, staring, like, moon face, no idea what's going on. <laughs> his play calling was crap. It was absolutely terrible. Like, multiple times they were just, like, pounding the run in the red zone with Pollard. And it was like, this is not working because you have a crap offensive line right now. Like, Take some shots. Take some shots into the end zone. You have these incredible receivers. The Cardinals defense is solid and I think, you know, better than we all expected. But there was no reason to be doing that. And they were down, you know. So it felt like they never had control of this game. Obviously, they never even led. But they it never even felt like they were coming back, to be honest. Like, as soon as the first quarter was over, I was like, this doesn't even feel like a win that they're going to pull out. So then I had to start rationalizing it right, <laughs> right away from there. Um but I do think, you know, I think you alluded to it. The Cardinals are not as bad as we thought they were going to be. Um, I mean, true, like, Kyler Murray, how much of a loss is he for them? I mean, Dobbs has been playing very well. He hung in the pocket. He made some great passes. He's, you know, a threat in his running game, too. So I think he's a pretty overall well-rounded quarterback for them. And they're a pretty strong team otherwise. Um which, I mean, not too long ago, pre-Kyler injury, you know, they were a heavy, deep playoff favorite. And they haven't really done too much offseason other than getting rid of, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, who, question mark, has he really even done anything for them? So I think they're a solid team still. Um, again, is this me rationalizing? I don't know, but I'm sure you feel the same as a Giants fan watching them that yeah. first quarter of the game. So, yeah, I don't know. It was just one of those, like, shit was hitting the fan with the penalties all over the place. 13 penalties, setting them back 107 yards. And they were just – their classic Cowboys, like, Every penalty feels like a big, it's a big moment, but truly for them, it is like the big moment, like the big third down or like, you know, just those big calls where it's just like, it ruins, it deflates all momentum that's been building. And that was just happening everywhere. Things were not going well on all fronts. The defense was a mess. Offense looked bad. Coaching was bad, undisciplined. It just was like an overall around trash performance. (laughs) 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 That's pretty much it. Positive takeaways. I mean, this needed to happen. This is the identity of the Dallas Cowboys. They are not, you know, an Eagles, a Chiefs where they're going to go on these undefeated runs. Like, that's just not how thing, how things work here. As soon as they get the slightest bit, like, bit of, like, people talking about them being a Super Bowl team, they go ahead and lay a massive egg. And this was it. And this felt like it. Like, as soon as I saw this on after week one, I was like, this is a sketchy game. Like, honestly, more sketched out about the Cardinals than the Pats. And, like, I felt like that. Obviously, it's hindsight, but I still feel like I would have saw that and felt the same way. Like, it just was typical. (laughs) It was very typical. And I think sometimes it's good for them to be brought back to earth. Now, you know, they're going to have to like, not they're not the underdog, but like, you got to prove yourself if you want to get back in the talks of being a, you know, potential Super Bowl candidate to the Eagles, the 49ers, all the teams who are looking good and still undefeated. They have to work their asses off, get some big wins. So it, I I don't want to say I'm happy they lost, but I'm happy they got this out of the way. Hopefully, if this is it, <laughs> they have a tough, tough stretch coming out Um, going, you know, they're not, oh, wait, no, they're not going to New England. That's in Dallas. So I guess it's not as bad, but 
whenever you're facing off against a Belichick team, it's always a little sketchy, especially when it's Mike McCarthy as the op- opposing coach. <laughs> um, Belichick probably is literally like licking his chops or right? just being like, I can't wait to like totally frazzle this guy from a time management <laughs> perspective. But I'm hoping it's a get right game for them, you know, from here and they can kind of ride the ship, get some confidence back, just get back to the grind, you know, for these big games ahead. Yeah, I was just looking at that same thing. Obviously, I completely agree. Patriots, you never know what to expect because, yeah, it is hilarious to just think that, like, Mike McCarthy and Bill Belichick, like, get paid to do the same thing. (laughs) It hurts. It hurts. Belichick (laughs) is playing chess, and, I mean, what's a simpler game than checkers? Like, uh, connect four. (laughs) He's just, just like, and McCarthy's just eating crayons in the corner. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. so yeah and then that 49ers game I think this will be a get right week for the Cowboys I think the Cowboys are going to come back I completely agree with you that's just like so Cowboys where it's like oh my god are the Cowboys for real are the Cowboys for real and then all of a sudden some injury that nobody sees that's like brutal and then all of a sudden it's like this yeah. top tier defense is having James Conner run all the way like run all over it so I mean who knows mm-hmm. if people, yeah, I, I don't know if it's just weird vibes in the locker room people are listening to what the media is saying which is obviously never a good thing um, I'm curious. I, I do think that they're going to come back strong against the Patriots. I think the Patriots are a bad team. Um, mm-hmm. I almost think like <laughs> if Mag- if Mike McCarthy was smarter, like Mike McCarthy was Belichick, I would almost think that like Belichick going up against Belichick was like we want to throw up a stinker and like really like not show what we're going to do prior to a Patriots week so that we can come out and break out all these plays against the Patriots. Um, you know, you never know. I completely agree. It's like CD Lamb is great. Yeah. Brandon Cooks is good. Like Pollard is mm-hmm. good. Like, you know, you're, uh, yeah. Don't even CD though. CD Lamb kind of shake. He was wearing like a little black face sticker with the number. Um, oh my God. Is he seven now? What number is, is Trayvon? Whatever. He had Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon, seven, yeah, yeah. He's still seven. I mean, for some reason I've seen he changed number with a seven on his face. Like, <laughs> I'm, did he die? Yeah. <laughs> like, this is like, I, I don't know why they just like cut to him on the sideline. Like CD. He's he's a diva wide receiver. He gets pouty when things are going well. Like he's a total bod bit body language guy. He just wants to win. I get, you know, he's younger, immature, I think. But he just like when they're losing or when he's not getting the ball, he's like full on on the sidelines, like, like, you know, sighing. Like you yeah. can just tell he's like a total attitude. And he just like has his little like in remembrance of Trayvon Diggs, like <laughs> on his face. I was like this guy. Right. I was just like fit to be tied at it. I was like, oh, my God. Like you should be saying RIP to your season if you don't get out there and like make some catches here. So that would be hilarious. Just, oh. yeah, they lose to the Cowboys, lose to the 49ers. And he just comes out with just 2023 NFL season yeah. on, uh, on the next. Yeah, I'm like, are you putting 88 yourself on there? Because you're basically <laughs> running yourself on the sidelines. So, like, it would be hilarious. So who knows? We'll see. Listen, the Giants were able to bounce back. Um, you know, not really. We're one and two, but like, you know, we didn't lose by 40. So uh, you never know. It's a long season. Uh, mm-hmm. Tough loss, though. It's always one of those ones you you. It hurts. It's embarrassing. Pre- preseason, you basically, you know, you you weren't even filling the crossword puzzle in with pencil. This was full on mm-hmm. Sharpie. You're like, mm-hmm. right, that's a win. We'll get ready for this Patriots, 49ers, Chargers, Rams stretch here. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. So yeah. maybe it was a little look ahead. Maybe that was a little bit of the issue. I mean, long season. Yeah. I think they'll write the ship, but uh, a tough pill to swallow in the moment. Yeah. Uh, well, that's why I want nothing more than the Eagles to lose to the Bucs because I was like, I, we, you know, you always want something to like take the distraction away, right, from mm-hmm. it. Like you never want to be the biggest upset, the biggest loss of the week. 
I don't know, the Dolphins scoring 70 points, then maybe that took a little bit <laughs> of the edge off or the Ravens yeah. getting upset by the Colts, which I mean, uh, Mike Blazel's bets here yeah. on fire. Absolutely. Which I know we'll get to, but yeah, so there are a few other distractors, but I mean, it's still, it's the Cowboys. Like they're the media circus. So anytime they have a loss like this, it's further, like you hear about this 10 times more than any of those. So we're moving on new week. Uh, yeah. And like I said, I hope they just come out, look dominant, put up a good performance, uh, make Zeke miss being a Cowboy, even though it wasn't really an option for him to say yeah. Cowboy, but <laughs> give him a little bit extra from there. So, yeah, we'll move on to the Eagles again. Yeah, like you said, not a ton there. We, they they looked, they did exactly what they wanted to. They were a better yeah. team. They didn't look as dominant. You know, they didn't come out looking like the the uh, the Bills did this week or like the Chiefs did this week, like the Dolphins did this week. They didn't come out and just completely assert their dominance 100%. I think that the Bucs are not a good team, not a Baker Mayfield believer. Their defense is mm-hmm. solid. The, the tush push is getting a lot of uh, a lot of heat though. I uh, I don't really I, I don't really know why it's getting so much of a so much flat. I know. I'm a, it's it's football. It, you, that's why. Yeah, your guys are stronger and can push the ball forward. Like I don't really see why this is an issue. Get yourself right. a quarterback that you know that is as strong as Jalen Hurts, and then you do it. Or just like snap, like bring in a tight end, or like mm-hmm. bring in some you know bring in a defensive lineman and give it to him and have him do it. Like that's just football. If you don't complain about it, just try to stop. I think anybody. I think. Yeah. Just whining. So I've been thinking a lot about this because I, I, first of all, I agree. I think it's football. I don't think there needs to be any sort of ban on it, but I'm probably going to reach out to the Dallas Cowboys, Mike McCarthy, because I have some ideas on how to prevent this. (laughs) So successful. I think maybe we could cut it down to like 50% conversion rate because it, you know, you can't stop Jalen Hurts, but I have some ideas on how the defensive line. I mean, I don't want to, I honestly am not even going to say it on here because who knows who's listening, but <laughs> basically I think the whole key to it is the Eagles offensive line. They're going so low. They're like, they're going and they're attacking the defensives like at their ankles. So they're all just like pancaking down and then Hurts is going like up and over when they're weak, right? So I feel like if there's a way for you to like the defense opposing defensive line to remain upright or like somehow like drop to your knees immediately. <laughs> so then you have like you still have good strength without using your legs, right? Like a little bit. If there's some way for them to like prevent, you know, encounter that, because then you're a little more upright and they can like still push back on hurts. I don't know. He's so strong. Who actually like knows if this would work? But I think the problem is they're literally just like not table talking, but they're kind of just like attacking and going low on the defensive line. So they're all just falling like, cause they're just going for their ankles and their calves. And then Hertz is able to just kind of just like seep in there right through there when they're off balance and leaning forward and like sometimes bent over. So you have to like, I think, correct, like find some way where they can't get you low at the legs so that you're not just like crumbling basically yeah. on contact. That's so hard. It's like, the, you know, that's always the old saying is low man wins. And it's like, they just know how to get lower faster. Mm-hmm. They always will because it's, you know, they're organized and they know the snap count. They know when the ball's being hiked and the defense doesn't. So it's like, they're always going to have that edge. I don't know how to stop it. I think, uh, you know, I think our, our, uh, our podcast guru, Big Cat has always made the joke that like, be fun, fun little wrinkle. One guy on a team, you don't know who gets a knife. I think that may be one of the only ways to stop. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, you know, and then whatever they always bring up the, you know, the LeVar Arrington, Troy Palomalu, like there's mm-hmm. going to be a guy that's got to like jump the snap count, be able to jump over the line and tackle him. I don't know yeah. what 
answer is I just feel like you got to get all your big guys somewhere in the middle. You just you need to get stronger. There needs to be a way. I don't get paid to figure this shit out, but like you know, somebody else somebody else should. And I think that everybody mm-hmm. complains about it is just a whiny little crybaby and needs to shut up right. and hope their team gets stronger players or hope their team just starts doing it. You yeah. know, what I'm not complaining about it is any Philadelphia Eagle fan, and no. neither would any fan base if their team started Mm-mm. doing that kind of success. No. Would all be championing and be like, it's great. Mm-hmm. It's great. So anybody that's crying about it needs to shut up and be like, oh, put yourself in their shoes. If that was your team, yeah. that's just good yeah. old smash mouth football. Yeah. Well, we'll see. When we face off against the Eagles, we might feel differently. <laughs> For that week, <laughs> I, I might be crying about it. Full disclosure. I know. <laughs> of course I hate it, but at least I'm, I'm acknowledging that I hate it from a point of respect and that, like, yeah. you know, of course I'm a fan and I'm going to be. It's annoying. About it. It's annoying, yeah. is what right. it is. It's annoying. <laughs> Right. This is like, yeah, it's like your, your big brother pushing you around in like water basketball. It's like, this isn't fair. It's like, well, it yeah. doesn't matter. So, mm-hmm. It's life. Um, <laughs> That's life. <laughs> well, that was the NFC Beast recap. It was a good listen. Mm-hmm. We've had a couple of days. we got a new week coming up. We're, uh, mm-hmm. we were just talking before this next, uh, next Giants Cowboys game. We're going to do this in person and, uh, mm-hmm. and put some of it to really get some, uh, get some live, uh, angry hot takes because nobody likes to listen to this, you know, happiness after our teams lose. No. And, this rationale Mm-mm. we want to we want to hear the uh we want to hear the true anger of a uh, of the sports fan so we'll uh we'll be working on getting some of that for you but uh thank you guys again we are coming up in just a moment with mike blazel for his best bets listen if you're if you're following if you're listening along and you're following you are up money right now things are going very very well so we got to see what mike has for us momentarily And welcome back. And we are here with the hottest gambler in town, Mike Blazel. Blazel's mm-hmm. best bets from week three. Pittsburgh plus two and a half. Easy win versus the Raiders. We had mm-hmm. the upset of the week, which was a little uh, little sprinkle at plus 300 with the Colts, uh, with the huge upset over the uh, – over the Baltimore Ravens. And then listen, nobody goes a thousand percent. Nobody bats it. Nobody bats a thousand. We got the Rams over 43 and a half tough loss there with the 19 to six game. But I got to tell you, I still think that was the right bet. No, the, the Bengals have to score yeah. points. Eventually the Rams seem like a team that should score points. Eventually all the math was there. You did everything right. Those best bets. So Mike, you are what you're, you right now, you're five and one, four, four, uh, four and one. I'm counting it as five and zero oh, though, because that one should have went over. So we're gonna we'll put that one in the win column too. <laughs> that should have, that should have. And then also those 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 uh, those other little sprinkle bets you threw in there. You had the Pats minus yeah. two and a half, Packers minus two, Dolphins minus six and a half. That was another two uh, another two and one out there that weren't even in your best bets. So I uh, yeah, I think, right. Following you, tailing you has been uh, has been good for the bank account so far. And then I. Mm-hmm. I that Eric Gray TD, that was just for me. You didn't even that was, <laughs> Yeah, he didn't even play. That was bad. I was <laughs> hoping for special teams. I was like, uh oh. That was just a little kiss on the forehead before you left. You're like, hey, that one's for you. Sorry. Yeah, a little nugget. Yeah, we're gonna uh if this goes well this week, um, next week's picks are gonna be behind a paywall. <laughs> so you guys are gonna all have to do- donate to my Patreon to get them. <laughs> Fingers crossed, FanDuel DraftKings. I'm waiting for a sponsorship. Let's go get on it. All you guys just remember, we had him first. Mm-hmm. That's right. No, I'm staying loyal to player yards, right? Real quick, just because I know everybody's um, super concerned. Greg Rousseau got a sack, everybody. Hey! <laughs> Clap it up. Clap it up. Clap it up. 15 more to go. To my bet to be right. Dalton Kincaid, only four yards, but he, they were they were a tough four, and they looked good. 
Um, <laughs> so we're still we're a little bit behind the eight ball, but uh, a lot of season left to go. Rousseau looks very good, and um, I think two is going to be. I think two is going to meet Greg Rousseau uh, in a few days, very personally, and then maybe Mike White too. I'm nervous. I'm nervous about that. I don't. I don't want to yeah. face any good defenses. I just just mm. on the human level. It's a little guy's a little scary, but uh, I think mm-hmm. I don't want Greg Rousseau to put him in a home. Yeah. Well, it's him or Milano. I'm now. I've decided that our uh, linebacking core is just two of the members of Jersey Shore. <laughs> so if you if you if you look now, Terrell Bernard, if you put him side by side with Paulie D, uh, we've got a real. Uh, a look-alike contest going on, and Matt Milano is Matt the Situation Milano. So I, I, I like I like my Jersey boys. We're gonna uh, we're gonna throw two out of the club in a few days. I gotta tell you, I think I think Terrell Bernard. But I never looked him up. Terrell Bernard being looking like a white guy that that was probably plus ten thousand odds. Yeah, it was. He was just made in the creative player, and then they just stopped like trying to update like his features. It, like, he literally looks like they just made him on Madden. It definitely does, and he does. He looks like a boy, definitely a poor man's version of Paul Lee. We spend more of the time giving him his attributes because two sacks, a, a two picks so far, a forced fumble. This guy's a beast. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Big big week coming up. Huge week. That game's. I think every, that's that game everyone's tuning in for. Should be worth the price of admission. Um, I don't. I don't know if this is going to step on any of your picks here. I feel like that over is going to be way too high. Obviously, I'm going to sit there yeah. for points, but I think everybody just saw what happened last week and then knows the Bills are the Bills, and that you know, like, I feel like that game's going to be 45 to 42, and uh, I just feel like it can't be. Yeah, it's it's very unlike me to say this, but I am I am truly not going to touch this game as far as betting. It's going to be too entertaining to begin with. And a lot of times games that are set up to be this entertaining are duds. So, mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't be – it's like, you know, Rodgers comes out, everybody's so hyped, tears his ACL. Who knows what's going to happen in this game. But I am I have too much emotionally at stake to even mm-hmm. – really look at it but 53 and a half points seems low but that's a crazy thing to say because that's that's a shitload of points so um i if i if i were recommending i would just go under because everybody's going to go over and in those mm-hmm. cases you fade the public um mm-hmm. but i don't know if i were you just watch that game if you're yeah. if you're a degenerate if you need to bet on that too yeah, because so, Sasha, check Sasha, check your phone Sunday morning because I'm going to send you some bets on that game. <laughs> I just, I yeah, I, I like, I feel like the, the under is the smart play there, but I don't want to be the asshole watching that game right. against points. Rooting for the under, right? You, no one. Wants I it. Uh, I didn't recommend this to the podcast, and I'm very happy I didn't. But uh, one of my going to be best picks was uh, Dolphins Broncos under last week. And I did bet that personally and watch that every single seven points come on the board. I think they hit that over in the second quarter. So that was pretty brutal. <laughs> the Dolphins doubled the over on their own. Yeah. That's insane. That's yeah. what we call trial and error. You're testing out the good and the bad for us. Yeah. Well, listen, the best thing is, is they were, they're going to run out of points. So there's still, <laughs> yeah. what, 15 games left, and they just scored 70, and I don't think they're going to have enough points to bring with them to Buffalo or in the future. They're going to run out of points. You can't just score that many and then still have more to go. I, th- no. yeah, I, I thought McDaniels was a smart guy. Doesn't he know he's got to save these Yeah, games? you have to ration your points. You can't just be spending them all in week three. But he hasn't read the script. Offense. He didn't read the script no. yet for a season. No. <laughs> yep, yep. So 
thankfully they ran way too many yards. They're going to be tired. Tyree kills too busy trying to be a porn star. I don't know if you guys saw that today. No, what? Mm-hmm. Tyree Kill on his podcast or on a live stream told Mike Evans that when he retires, he wants to be a porn star. Uh, he's, oh, I don't know what so, that's like, but I feel like so. You know, he 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 can get paid a lot. Get him an OnlyFans. I'm I'm hoping that we can audition his first film on Sunday when he gets fucked oh. by the Bills. <laughs> I don't I don't know if he's I don't know now I don't know if you're joking about it. That no, I'm dead. I'm I'm completely oh. serious. Yeah, it was really awkward. Mike Evans was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so Ty- Tyree Kill is is entering his um a- is uh, Antonio Brown era. Oh God! Mm-hmm. Be- oh, that's brutal. That's brutal. It's and- a rough era. And be- and listen, Antonio yeah. Brown. I guess I was going to say Antonio Brown, Albany. Uh, maybe future podcast he has be nice, but uh, it doesn't sound like I-, I don't think things are going so well in Albany for him. So maybe not. Yeah. No. The Empire are done. I don't. I don't. I don't even think he's in Albany. Who knows where that? Who knows where he is? <laughs> no, we're good. No, we're good. If you look up, if you're somewhere bad, you look up and Antonio Brown's there. You need to like run in the other direction. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, Mike, we got it. We got to have yeah. before. I know you've been. I know you've been coming through the lines. We got to see what's going on. What are yeah. the, uh, what you know? Maybe some other throwaway bets. What did you think? And then what are your uh, what yeah. are your best bets going into uh, this very exciting week four? I think week four is. Um, these are some fun questions we have to ask. Um, do you trust the Houston Texans and the Indianapolis Colts? Um, this is a big week for them. I feel like these are both teams that are going to go from potentially scrappy to like actually have a shot to win their division. Uh, they are, that division is going to be trash, but Jacksonville looks terrible. Houston, D'Amico Ryan's is doing an awesome job coaching um, in his first year. I think I think Stroud is like the real deal so far. That guy Tank Dell has been an awesome receiver. They play him well together. Uh, I think their running game has been really shitty, and they have Damian Pierce and former Buffalo Bill Devin Singletary. So I think the rushing game should get better. Um, so that's a they're they're a home against Pittsburgh, and they're three point underdogs at home. That's not going to be my best bet, but I think it's one of these that if you've watched it or you're paying attention or you're fantasy or whatever. You got to, I think it's a decision thing because if you think the Texans are going to be good, they got to win this game. So that's one. And then the Colts are at home against the Rams. And even without Anthony Richardson, Minshew is the best backup in the league. And that coach, Shane Steichen, I'm going to keep saying it because I think a lot of my best bets this year are going to be, you know, if the Colts stay in it, I think they're going to keep these lines really low. And the Colts are at least, at the very least, going to be, um, they're going to be spoilers for a lot of teams. So, and I don't think the Rams are good and they lost their left tackle um, in the middle of that game. And it all just went to shit for Stafford. So, yeah. So what is that line right now? Where are the Colts? At? That's uh, they're they're favored by, but only by one and a half at home. And, you know, it, it, home team gets three points. That's like the standard. So that means that, you know, Vegas is betting on the Rams to win it. And I just think the Rams season is probably going to start to slowly go the other way. Yeah. Stafford's thrown the ball a million times. He's been, you know, coming off a bad injury. I don't really love that team. Still no Cooper Cup. Kyron Williams, who's the running back that they're now starting, uh, he didn't really impress me at all. They got got their asses kicked by the Bengals. Yeah. So those are two teams that you have to ask yourself. Because if you like them, you know, one of the things I'm thinking of doing on my own is like I'm, I might pick them both to win together because I think we have a lot of really tight odds. It, it's either really close lines or huge lines. 
So yeah. they're making it really, everything's in the Vegas zone. So it's really hard to like parlay and get crazy good odds. But those are two that I think if you put together, if you believe in those teams who have been scrappy, if you're watching football, um, you have an opportunity. Pittsburgh is one, two games. They're traveling all over the country. It's a lot of moving around. I know I picked them last week and that was um, my best pick, but I think, now you might have a little bit of a, a regression because I, while I love them and I do think they're going to be good and contenders because of Tomlin, like they're not going to win every game. And I think the Texans are going to give them a hard time. And I, yeah, after watching that game, I, I, I don't know if I'm a believer in Pickett or not. I think Pickens is good. I mean, Najee Harris, yeah. I just think they just don't give him the ball and he hasn't really done yeah. everything that you expect. Um, yeah, their defense is good. TJ Watts a stud. Um, but other than that, I, I, I really like that pick. I think that's a really good idea. Yeah. And how many, Yeah, how, and I mean – The real question is how, how many weeks in a row can Gardner Minshew be good? I mean, you know, he's that kind of live wire. He, oh, yeah, he's what that, right. like, Fitz magic used to be where it's like stuff him in. It's going to be good for a week, maybe two, maybe three. But then right. you know, he's been for four weeks and he goes bad like a fucking banana. Yeah, the clock, the clock will strike midnight on him and he will turn into a beautiful pumpkin with jean shorts on. Yeah. I don't know, but I just don't think the Rams' defense is like the defense that's going to do that. Joe Burrow couldn't move, and they they he had all day back there. Yep. So I, you know, and that's and and Anthony Richardson probably will play. I think. I mean, and that's my guess. Zach Moss has been awesome. Pittman's good, and I just don't know what the Rams are fighting for. I think if they like look in the mirror, it's like Seahawks are better than them. Niners are maybe the best team in the league, and you know, you what do you really have here? Like you got to start thinking. This is the first year they have their first round pick. So yeah, I'm not saying tanking, but I just I think in that uh, that locker room, it's going to be hard for them to get up for game after game after game. But I could be wrong, and that's why it's not one of my best picks. <laughs> All right, um, Texans plus yes, three, so minus one. Those are the little you're feeling fraud. Those are my throwaways. Those are my things for you to think about. Also, really, really tiny throwaway. Can't be. It was going to be my upset pick of the week. You know what? Screw it. I'm going to do it. My oh. upset pick. Did Sarah, Sarah, cover your ears. Yeah. New England Patriots to beat the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. Just straight up money line. Straight up money line. That's your upset. That's not your, like, you know, put my reputation on the line. It's plus 260. Um, I just I just think Belichick's a better coach than, uh, what's McCarthy. his face? Uh, McCarthy. Mike McCarthy, big fat Mike. Um, I think without Trayvon Diggs, the other thing people got to think about, uh, that Gilmore used to be on the Patriots yep. and Gilmore used to be on the bills and Gilmore has been in the NFL since like 1992. So everybody's like, he's the number one cornerback. They don't age that way. Um, I think, I think Belichick's going to find a way. I just think that the way they're working in Zeke Elliott revenge game, uh, uh, what's his name? Ramadre Stevenson didn't have his best game. I think they're just – just. I think that's your upset. You're going to get one or two this week. That's my big one. I like that. I think that's, that's my good. shocker. ESPN leads with it. Yeah. That's good. We were uh, we were just saying earlier on the pod that uh, it's – you know, we imagining, you know, those two teams, obviously the more talented team is the uh, is the Cowboys, but it just seems like, you know, co- as far as coaching-wise, it's amazing the two of them – are doing the same job because it just seems like Belichick is playing chess and uh, McCarthy is eating crayons in the corner. <laughs> right, right, right. He's he's they can't find all the pieces for Connect Four because they're in his belly. Yeah. <laughs> 
So I like that. Plus 260, upset pick of the week. That's a that's a that's a big one. Promoting the best bets. I like it. It's froggy. Obviously, the only thing that scares me, I think coming off that loss um of the uh, you know, that's a, it's a pretty, pretty brutal loss for the Cowboys uh in Arizona. So I think they may be a little more fired up, but uh it's still Bill Belichick. So I uh, I like that. All right, I'm gonna give you a I'll give you a line and I'll give you my joint best picks. Love it. I'm going. I'm going to give you three every week. Uh, this one is well, and I gave you an upset. I'm going to give you a million picks, and you do what you want, and then you can't blame me. <laughs> but um, my my line, my my bet of the week is going to be Cleveland Browns at home minus two and a half versus Baltimore. My, you're, I'm going to from the mountaintops, going to be screaming the fade Baltimore until they adjust these lines because they are injured. I, I, they're injured on every level of offensive and defense. Lamar Jackson couldn't get a first down against, uh, you know, that's that's your question. Do you believe in the Colts or not? Because Lamar Jackson couldn't get a first down. Justin Tucker, he's washed. That's it. Ooh. You, should, <laughs> you sure? Sorry, you can't make a 60-yard. Everybody, I mean, I don't know one person who didn't think that was in. Yeah. Um, so I think you got uh, – yeah, one second. Uh, sorry, I'm I'm also on daddy duty, and just, I'm sick. Everybody, does, does he have any good picks? Does does that, does does your son have any good? Picks? No, oh. no, he's just yelling at me to put on another cartoon. Um, <laughs> but Cleveland's defense is the best defense in the NFL, and I think people haven't really realized it yet. They are awesome. They are going to be. Uh, I think this is like a blowout kind of game. I really do. I think they're going to kick their ass. I like so. That. That's my top pick. And then, uh, Sasha, for you, here's another little kiss on your forehead before oh. I go. New York Giants, uh, plus one and minus one and a half at home. Monday Night Football, take them for sure. No doubt about it. Oh, I Those just, are my, that's what I got for you. I love that out of you because I just hate the Seahawks so much. We lost to them in a brutal fashion last year. I was very high going into the game, and Pete Carroll just just threw me away and just made me feel terrible. So I would love to kick their ass on Monday night. So I very much appreciate that. <laughs> Giants, Giants coming off a mini buy. Yep. Seahawks traveling across the country. Okay. Um, there's just, I mean, if that's you got to think about those things and traveling all the way across with the Giants having an extra couple of days to get ready. Um, their season's on the line here. You know, they need to. This is a like kitchen sink game for the Giants. I think. I like even that. with it, with or without Saquon, with or without him, I think this is a game where Daniel Jones can be more dynamic and do more stuff. Um, yeah, I don't think the Seahawks defense, while they are improved, I think, like I said, I think uh, they're going to throw everything at them. So, I, th- I, I think you go with the Giants. I like it. I like it a lot. I think that it it makes a lot of sense. I think this is going to be our first. Well, now we've basically proven that the uh, Cardinals seem like they have a four real defense. This is like the first game that they're not going to play. What seems like a very, very, very good defense. I don't think their defense is right. bad, but you know it's not the 49ers, it's not the Cowboys, and it's not the uh, it's not the Cardinals. So, we'll and that was that was my theory with Pittsburgh last week. It's like everybody was out on Pittsburgh, and it's like they played the 49ers, and then they played the um, the Cleveland Browns. Didn't they play the Browns? They played the Niners and the Eagle. Who they play? Hold on, I lost my the. Bear with me. Week two. Seahawks? No, Pittsburgh. I was saying Pittsburgh played the Browns. Yeah, I was right. They played the Niners and the Browns. It's like you just played 
a gauntlet of two defenses. And that's why they went out. And it's like, oh, surprise. They they beat the shit out of the Raiders. So it's the same thing with the Giants. It's like very early on in the year, one of the things I'm putting in my, my betting manifesto going forward is like pick your best – find the best defenses and find teams that are playing them in those first couple of weeks. And then the second they get out of that hellscape that is playing these like absorbing defenses, watch them turn around and win games because I think that's what's going on. Um, that's, you know, it gives me hope for Sam Howell, the Reds, uh, with the commanders, they're eight and a half point dogs to the Eagles. The Eagles aren't going to win every game. And it's another one. Like they just got off of the bills who just made a mockery of them. I wouldn't be surprised if they cover that game. I kind of wanted to pick them as an upset too. I like that. I got a lot of, I, I've seen a lot of plus, chase a lot of plus money this week. So. <laughs> That's always a good thing. Trying to do right by the listeners here. So listen, I mean, you're, you're four and one so far. You got a hot start. You cut a lot of the other throwaways. You're still over 500 uh, with some of these other picks, you know, with these plus money picks, you are, uh, we're up, we're up some units here. So you got a little bit of a, little bit of a kitty to play with. That's right. You got to keep somebody in your kitty because you never know when you're going to get like that one little, that one thing that comes to you and you got to have a little bit more money to play with. So <laughs> that's all I'm trying to do for you. I, I had an entire uh, spreadsheet as if you started betting with me at 10 bucks, if the over hit and of course the under did the under hit. So, uh, but you'd be four, four and one. Listen, if I can get, if you can get two out of three bets right every week, I mean, you're a professional gambler. So best right. of luck. One of these weeks we are going to crash and burn. But not yet. Uh, it won't be today. It no, won't be this today. this this week will go down as my flu game. This is it. I'm I'm against all odds here. So What's sick it? sitting in my garage trying not to uh, get the hosts of your show sick. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so you all you have to bet with me because I might not be here on Monday to talk about it. Well, so. <laughs> Blaze will the sick Nostradamus. You're sitting there. You can't even see straight. You're Good. just oh, I'm seeing. I had clarity. Yeah. Once the fever hit 101 degrees, I saw the whole board. So. <laughs> well, perfect. Well, Mike, thank you again. So, again, we got the little throwaway bets. Texans plus three. Colts minus one and a half. We got Blazel's best, best mm-hmm. bets of the week. Uh, the Browns minus two and a half. And the Giants minus one and a half on Monday. And then we got the upset pick of the week. We got the Patriots beating them up mm. the Cowboys at plus 260. So, I love them. We're throwing them in the sports book. Again, Mike, we appreciate you coming on, taking the time, and uh, even when you're sick, powering through to uh, to get 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 the good word out to the people. Yep. Shout out Tylenol, cold and flu. Shout out uh, Blayhive. Shout out the Buffalo Bills. Shout out. Uh, thank you guys for having me. Shout shout out shout outs. Shout out. <laughs> Here's the shout outs. Well, listen. Shout out you. shout outs. All right, guys. <laughs> thank you again. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, again, always follow us on Player Yards Right Pod on uh, Instagram. Uh, share it with your friends and we will be putting these starting to put these up on youtube as well so feel free to follow us there and we'll have to start uh looking good for you we'll dress up put our makeup on and uh start looking okay so we appreciate everybody you. wait do you see the numbers go up when they see me on that <laughs> he doesn't mike hasn't worn a shirt for a single episode i've been nude for all these episodes so <laughs> so thank you guys again keep listening and we appreciate uh appreciate you guys time we'll talk to you next week